You are listening to Accessibility Solutions. If you're a business looking to improve your bottom line, then you're in the right place. In this show, we will discuss how making the world accessible is great for business and the economy. My name is Linda Hunt, and I am an award-winning accessibility consultant, speaker, and author, and a longtime advocate for all things related to accessibility. Thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. Hi, and thanks so much for joining me. My name is Linda Hunt. I am an award-winning accessibility consultant, a speaker, author, and now a podcaster. I'm also a mother, a wife, a business owner, and a person with a disability. 25 years ago, I could jog in high heels. How I got to being an accessibility consultant is rather a strange but interesting journey, and I'm glad that you've joined me so that we can take this journey together. In 1998, I was walking through the local mall with my daughter, who was then 10 months old in the stroller, and I started to feel numb feet and numb fingers to the point where I was tripping over my feet. Six months later, after having some tingling and numbness in my fingers and my feet, I woke up one morning and my entire torso was numb. I decided at that point that it was time to maybe go see a doctor about what was going on. That was in August of 1998. In March, on March the 9th, 1999, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. That was before the days of internet usage as it is today. And so I did a little bit of research on March the 9th of 1999, came back to my office after the appointment with my neurologist and my husband, who Greg and I own our own business, came into my office and basically asked what the doctor said. And I said, he said, I have MS, but I don't think that that can kill me because at that point in time, I was convinced I had a tumor pressing on my spine. Anyway, did a little research on multiple sclerosis that night. And I had my one and only meltdown in 22 years the following day. So March the 10th of 1999 was meltdown one and only. I've gone from being a business owner and very involved in the business community to being a business consultant and helping hundreds of small businesses get started to eventually ending up as executive director of a national health charity while owning our own business. In 2009, I decided that I had to give up the commute from my home to uh, the greater Toronto area, which is on a good day, about an hour and 10 minutes on a bad day, two and a half hours for the commute down the hall. So I have worked from home since 2009. What I can tell you in the time since I stopped working full-time is that I became an advocate for persons with disabilities, primarily as a result of the situations that I found myself in. So I was very much an advocate for persons with disabilities because I found myself as a person with a disability having to deal with so many of the situations that uh, that we're going to cover in the podcast. 
as I mentioned, my husband and I started our own business uh, back in 1990. Um, but even though we had started our own business, I still continued to work full time. Went on to have uh, two beautiful children who are now grown. So as I said, diagnosed with multiple sclerosis at the age of 33, a busy mom, business owner, was working full time, a friend, a daughter, and really was in the what I would consider to be the prime of my career at the time. How I got from there when, as I said, I could jog in high heels to where I am now sitting in my power wheelchair is really a long, long story. And we're going to cover a lot of that um, in the podcast because I'm going to share not only my expertise as a business owner, a business consultant, an accessibility consultant, but also basically my story of how a lot of the things that I practice and teach today really came out of my need to be able to adapt my own um, situation. And so the title of today's episode is Adapt, 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 which is really what persons with disabilities find themselves having to do on a daily basis, primarily as a result of the barriers they encounter when they're trying to do their activities of daily life. So in my instance, um, up until 2004, um, I did not have a physical disability, even though at that point I had had MS for five years. However, in 2004, I found myself in a situation where um, after two exacerbations, I ended up with a limp and having to walk with a cane. So now walking uh, stairs and um, uneven pathways became a real challenge. And then in 2006, um, I found myself from in the 18 months between spring of 2006 and the fall of 2007, walking with one cane and then two canes and then a walker. And then I had to use a scooter and eventually the power wheelchair. So in that time frame, as you can imagine, we're only talking 18 months. There was a lot of adapt, adapt, adapt. We had to um, look at how I was going to get um, from the main level of our uh, two-story home uh, up to the bedrooms and, and ended up having to install a, uh, a stair lift. And at that point, I could still shuffle around with a walker. So we, I would shuffle around with a walker on the main level. Um, and then scooter uh, up the steps on the stair lift um, and shuffle around upstairs with, uh, with a walker. We then got to the point where climbing over the side of a bathtub was no longer feasible and ended up having to uh, retrofit our bathroom so that we had a walk-in shower so that I didn't have to climb over the side of that bathtub. So 
you know, back then, uh, now we're talking um, about 2007, 2008. Now we, now we were looking at a full retrofit of our uh, bathroom, uh, our ensuite, so that it had a uh, walk-in shower, which for those of you who, who can imagine, that's fine if you can walk but it also had to be uh, made adaptable so that eventually it would be a roll-in shower uh, because for persons with disabilities who can no longer walk, um, then, they, then they need a roll-in shower. In 2007, while all of this was happening, it became, and I was commuting, as I said, to the greater Toronto area, it became necessary for me to consider the fact that I could no longer drive using foot pedals, which then another adapt was to adapt at that time my van, my regular minivan, um, so that I could drive with hand controls. So we had those installed in 2007 in my regular minivan. So my process of getting out the door for work would require shuffling upstairs where the bedrooms were, scootering down the stair lift, shuffling to the uh, door out to the garage where we had a, a ramp installed. So then I would go down the ramp, put the walker in behind the driver's seat and then get in my van and off I would go for the drive um, to, uh, to work to my office using hand controls. In 2009, it became uh, very apparent now that I was primarily using the power wheelchair that we were gonna have to adapt again. And at that point, um, buying a vehicle to transport me in a wheelchair was um, a consideration, but I still wanted to be able to drive and I had not yet given up on, uh, on work full time. So I purchased a, a wheelchair conversion van that had an automatic ramp um, that comes out the passenger side. And again, so we're talking another adaptation. So adapt, adapt, adapt. If you can't do it one way anymore, then let's look at doing it another way. And um, that also necessitated buying another wheelchair um, that would go in the van and could uh, lock into the locking mechanism in the floor. And I would drive from the driver's seated seat position. So I no longer had to you know, do the transfer into the vehicle um, and the transfer out and the shuffling with the walker. Um, I was able to push a button on the remote and have the ramp deploy, drive up the ramp um, into the driver's position and then drive with uh, hand controls. So my mantra has always been, if I can't do it that way anymore, how do we adapt or what adaptations are necessary for me to, uh, to be able to uh, do that? And so I'm pleased, to, I'm pleased to say that I still drive a wheelchair conversion van. So I have a ramp that deploys out the side, 
um, which sometimes uh, many people with disabilities, especially physical disabilities that are in a wheelchair, are experiencing um, real issues with the lack of accessible transportation, which will uh, certainly be um, a topic for another day. So um, to wrap up, I just, uh, I just, I hope that you've um, had a little bit of, of a taste of what I call adapt, 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 because uh, persons with disabilities um, quite, quite often find themselves in changing situations that requires them to adapt uh, to their situation and also to adapt to any barriers that they may um, encounter um, in, their, uh, in their daily lives. So um, truly in a world, uh, if the world was accessible, which is really a vision that I have is making the world accessible, um, then these barriers would not exist and persons with disabilities would not have to adapt, adapt, adapt. Anyway, thank you for joining me. We'll chat again next week. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Accessibility Solutions. For a free 15-minute consultation to discuss how accessibility can improve your business bottom line, please visit solutions4accessibility.com. I love hearing from my listeners, so please feel free to email me at linda at solutions4accessibility.com or connect with Accessibility Solutions on LinkedIn, Facebook, or subscribe to the Accessibility Solutions YouTube channel.